You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Wednesday, June 5th, and it's nice and uh, balmy. Like, it nice, is humid, humid out there. Here in Holy St. Louis. <laughs> uh, but it's also warm because people are excited in St. Louis. It's true. What are they excited about? The blues. The blues. Hey, we're both wearing blue today. Look at that. You're wearing red. I have blue on. <laughs> There's lots of blue in my outfit. No one knows. No one can see. Also pink, but that's fine. <laughs> that's horrible radio. Uh, so excited because we have two great topics. Uh, the season of Pentecost, well, the, the festival of Pentecost coming up on this Sunday. this Sunday. So uh, coming up in the second half, we get to talk with Pastor Peter Ill about what is Pentecost and uh, what happens in this festival of Pentecost, all that good stuff. And... Uh, this is really exciting because this is like a St. Louis thing. It's very, but Saint it's Louis. also connected to um, our, you know, our our tradition of church musicians and hymnody, which is kind of exciting. Uh, I know I... I'm like nerding out. <laughs> of it's fine. <laughs> I'm so excited today. We get to talk with uh, the organist for the St. Louis Blues, which is outstanding. I'm really cool. thrilled to to share that. <laughs> Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Joining us by phone this morning, Jeremy Boyer, Director of Sacred Music and Liturgy at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in St. Louis, Missouri, Oakville, right down the road here. Which I had to ask where that was. And also <laughs> also organist for the St. Louis Blues. This guy is busy and uh, graciously mm-hmm. uh, accepted our invitation to come on this morning because it is a busy time, busy <laughs> season. Uh, Jeremy, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour this morning. It's my pleasure. So how did you begin playing organ? Tell us the, the story of how Jeremy Boyer started organ. Um, my mom had played whenever she was younger. And uh, I guess my grandparents had had an organ at their house and wanted to give it to my mom to use. Um, as I was in band and choir at school, I learned how to read music, of course, and uh, we had the organ at the house, and I enjoyed uh, the music at church every Sunday, and I wanted to try to do some of those things on the organ at the house, and so I used what I learned from band and choir in school and started applying it to the organ at the house, and I just kind of fell in love with it. What's your favorite part about playing the organ? That's not that's not necessarily an, an instrument that's very popular among young kids uh, or youth. Uh, but but uh, what, what's your favorite part about playing such a such an impressive instrument? It's, it's it, I think what well, they they call it God's instrument or the King of Instruments because it's able to convey such a wide range of emotions. Um, you could do everything from just a simple flute stop, you know, almost like the whisper of God you know, talking to you before the service or, you know, something as full as, you know, a mighty orchestra, you know, blaring out a nice, joyful hallelujah. So mm-hmm. there's so many things you could do with the organ. It's just, it's it's always a very fun instrument to play. If you play a saxophone, it's always going to sound like a sax. <laughs> if you play a piano, it's always going to sound like a piano. But an organ, you do so many things with. So take us from how the young Jeremy Boyer playing organ, learning to play organ at home, uh, ends up, playing organ at the Enterprise Center. <laughs> it was a bit of a journey. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I started playing, I think, for masses when I was like 12 years old or 13 and mm. um, played up through college. And I really didn't take formal lessons until I got to college. Um, then I began uh, playing at, I went to Mineral Area College and uh, got my music, you know, basics out of the way there and then transferred to Southeast Missouri State. And uh, really got serious about it. I started playing for SEMO, uh, baseball and basketball, and playing organ and um, keyboards. Um, and, you know, I did that for a long time. And then eventually the uh, 
Memphis Redbirds had called me and asked if I'd be interested in their position. Um, I was like, yeah, that'd be great. So I drive down from Cape to Memphis and start playing in Memphis. And I had some stuff on YouTube, and I was studying with Ernie Hayes, the former uh, Blues and Cardinals organist for a long time. And uh, the Blues called me and said they'd seen some stuff, and they're interested in me coming up to talk about their position. And I kind of just went from there. And the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no little bit of trivia. I think this is kind of exciting because now I feel honored to be somewhat connected to a famous person, a famous organist. Uh, Jeremy and I both are alumni of Mineral Area College. Aww, we both studied that. in the music department at Mineral Area College, both Cardinals. So uh, yeah. we both took theory. Now, who did? Who was the professor you had theory with? I remember in our email exchange, you mentioned that you completed all of your theory classes. I had intro to theory. So who did you have theory I had, with? I had Dr. Kevin Baker, I think, for theory one and two, and I had uh, Carol Moore for three and four. I had uh, gracious Carol Moore for intro to music theory, and uh, she you was survived. gracious. To, <laughs> I survived. She was gracious to me, and I took theory in high school as well. Um, but when I got to college, it was even harder. And uh, now, putting all that education to use, I mean, you're you're uh, uh, the the director of sacred music and liturgy for uh, Saint Francis of Assisi here in uh, Oakville, Missouri, as well. Putting all that together, that that music education that you prepared over the years, and now getting to do both uh, this parish work as well as uh, serving in this large arena <laughs> as well. Um, what's it like uh, being able to, to... Do you get to put all that education to use in, in your daily work? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like every day I'm, I'm using my degree for you know, writing arrangements or uh, tweaking music or, you know, even just improvising and using the skills that you learn from music theory about how to improvise. And uh, those all come in handy for sure at both places, really. Um, if I need to play something on a fly, you know, sometimes I can just pull a tune out of my head and just kind of go with it. And other times, you know, I could write something out, you know, if I want to play for music and use my music um, literacy abilities and uh, read for music as well. That's impressive. I would have like such a panic attack if I had to play on the fly. <laughs> oh man. Um, so the, the organ at, at the Enterprise Center is is a bit of a really cool thing. Uh, my brother was really jealous. He's a big hockey fan. And I was like, we're going to talk with the blues organist. And he's like, they have a real <laughs> organ. Uh, so tell us uh, about the organ at the Enterprise Center and why it's actually uh, really cool. And there we... are organists listening. So you yes. can, <laughs> you can, can be talk. nerdy yes. about it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, what, the, the, how cool it is that we have a real organ uh, for the blues. Well, I think I think it's awesome. I mean, I've played keyboards before, and I know there's other organists, organists, quote, organists, and really <laughs> who uh, play keyboards, and it's probably not their fault. I mean, they probably use whatever the team gives them, but, you know, we're fortunate here in St. Louis uh, to have a full organ. It's three manuals, which means there's three sets of keyboards as well as a full pedal board. Um, our organ is actually very much a church organ, and there are some things I can do to uh, – to the power of MIDI to make it a little bit more contemporary and add drums and add, you know, more uh, like Hammond organ sounds to it. But uh, one of the things I like about it with hockey is that it, because it's, you know, really a church organ and, and you know, really from the, the, the way it's built, is that I can make it nice and full. And I think that works really well in hockey, you know, the big full sounds. We do a lot of heavy, you know, rock music and try to get everybody pumped up and, uh, uh, I think that that lends itself very well to the atmosphere in the building. 
Absolutely. Now, what is what is a I don't know the difference or maybe similarity between uh, leading worship on a Sunday morning and leading a crowd of thousands of people in the Enterprise Center. Is it is it similar or are there pretty significant differences? I mean, in some ways it's similar, in some ways it's different. Um, you've got to kind of think ahead. You know, how is this going to work well with the audience that you know I'm playing for? You know, if I'm at mass, you know, is this something that is in a good key? Is it something that the congregation is going to be able to sing along with? Um, the same thing with, you know, the Enterprise Center. I have to think, you know, is this something that they're going to respond to? Is mm-hmm. this going to work? Um, those kinds of things. So, you know, there's some similarities. There's there's obviously some differences, too. Um, but I, I feel like I can use my skills in both, um, and they both kind of benefit each other from uh, giving me those experiences. Mm-hmm. Do you ever forget where you are <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, improvise? Oh, whoops, the- <laughs> that was a him. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I ask that a lot. Uh, there's a, I wouldn't say I ever forget where I am. There's, there's a time or two where I'm playing, and I play a little bit differently at Enterprise Center. Just uh, I, I tend to play more with my, my right hand on the great keyboard, which is usually the fullest keyboard, mm-hmm. and my left on the swell, which or the choir, which is usually more of like an accompaniment, just to bring out that melody more. And at church, I usually play on the same keyboard most of the time for hymns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and every once in a while, I kind of catch myself, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, especially like the day after, like we played a game four the other night uh, against Boston in the Stanley Cup final, and the next morning I had to play a funeral. <laughs> oh, you know, no. total, total shift of hats there, and... Uh, <laughs> You got to kind of, especially on little sleep, you got to kind of think about things. But uh, I don't usually have too much of a problem. I do get asked a lot if I could play like the thing that I play when the blues come down the tunnel and the priest goes down the aisle, like the bum, 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 bum. That go over well. We have we have just about two minutes left. Um, now the the big tune this year oh, is. Man. Is for the for the blues is is Gloria. Mm-hmm. How ironic that, it, but that we have in the liturgy a Gloria. It's not the same Gloria. They're Mm-mm. they're talking about two totally different things. Um, yeah. How does that work out for you when you see Gloria on the the list? Do you ever get confused about which Gloria you're playing? I always say that uh, I'll be going to mass and I'll be playing Gloria, but not that Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> You know, people ask, but uh, we, you know, we have it on our marquee outside. I know other churches do as well. I think mm-hmm. it's a nice evangelization tool for a lot of churches to uh, use. Um, it's a way for them to kind of show their support, but also to evangelize. The the original Gloria, yeah, right, sung here, yeah, played here, much every, older on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. With uh, just about a minute left, your encouragement to young musicians taking on unique instruments, such as this great king of instruments, the organ. I feel like I try to give kids every opportunity to just sit on the bench, to check it out, to see what it does. Anytime I'm an enterprise center or even a church, but a lot of kids will come by and like, oh, that's so cool. At enterprise center, I'm like, come up, sit up on the bench, come up here and touch the keys, you know, mm-hmm. feel it out. Because, I mean, who knows? That's the one spark they might need to go, man, this is awesome. I really want to do this. And I hope that, you know, that that catches on because it is really a joy to uh, be able to play the instrument. And I think that a lot of kids would, uh, you know, maybe they not had thought about it before, but maybe that's the spark they need and maybe a lifelong uh, hobby or passion. Jeremy Boyer, Director of Sacred Music and Liturgy at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Oakville, Missouri, and organist for the St. Louis Blues. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. 
Thank you. Coming up in just a little bit, we had the chance to talk with, uh, record with Pastor Peter Ill yesterday about the upcoming festival of Pentecost right around the corner. Um, when you get the three of us in the studio, it, <laughs> it gets a little nuts. <laughs> A little nerdy too, as we, we <laughs> and nerdy. We, yeah, we're, we're excited about the church here. So stick around for that. You're listening to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.